Hi there, I'm Robert Nedgen, host of the Information Security Podcast. Today, we are live from the Information Security Summit 2019 event in Cleveland, Ohio, where thought leaders and industry experts come together for three days of intriguing discussion, networking, and learning. And uh, I'm here with one of those uh, leaders and one of the vendors here to the Information Security Summit. Thank you for being a sponsor for the Information Security Summit. Uh, we have Mr. Kurt Van Etten of Red Seal. You are the Chief Product Officer. Tell me about Kurt and uh, tell me about Red Seal. What What is Red Seal? Sure, let's talk about Red Seal. So uh, Red Seal has been around since 2004. Uh, what we do is help you understand what your network looks like. So we, we go out and we talk to customers and typically they really don't understand what's on their network, how everything's connected and the associated risks with those. So Red Seal uh, is a product that allows you to go out, collect all that information, give you full visibility in your network in all those areas, inventory, how things are connected and the associated risks. Now you're talking today about delivering trust and confidence. What do you mean by delivering trust and confidence? So what I mean by delivering trust and confidence is having your peers, your superiors, the organization look at the security organization and really have a lot of trust that they're doing the right things, that they're confident in your actions and your plan and being transparent with that. And we find that a lot of organizations are struggling with this. What are they doing currently to communicate information about cybersecurity within an organization? Why are they having trouble? They're in trouble because it's really a translation exercise. Most people that are in security leadership positions or have a very technical background, they have technical expertise, and they are trying to communicate and translate to people who really are interested in risk management, understanding the risk. And typically what we find is people in the information security uh, organizations struggling because they're reporting in technical metrics, number of vulnerabilities, number of incidents, patch systems. These things are just like speaking a different language to the, to the board and to the executive staff. So who's the audience for this type of information? The audience for this information that we're really talking about is the board and the executive staff, the business leaders of the organization having trust and confidence in the security program that's going to protect and enable their business. So, so how does your background and expertise help in this regard when, when you talk about delivering trust? And t tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, I'm just trying to understand. Sure. So I've been uh, I've kind of researching this topic for quite some time, going to a number of events, having people understand what they're trying to do. And we, I see a big variety from people trying to present a lot of metrics. I met with one CISO who just kind of gave up on that and uses anecdotes. You know, from my personal experience, having come from a, a business background myself, I, I really can understand the gap. Having worked both in a CISO organization, but also have been on the, on the biggest organization as well and can really understand yeah, these are two constituencies speaking two completely different languages. And, and trust and confidence is hard when you have this communication barrier. I mean, we're, we're talking about security nerds on the one hand who uh, they may understand the compliance or they may understand uh, the, the technical, uh, whether it be managing the magic box or whether it be, um, you know, maintaining some sort of access control. And then we have uh, the people in the C-suite. They're trying to translate the information that the security nerds are telling them and then they got to communicate with the executives and how do they get trust <laughs> and confidence? Exactly. So how do you do this? So yeah, we uh, when I talk about this publicly and in, in speeches, I, I talk about looking at a, a digital resilience framework. Is, I mean, is there a, is there a structure that's defined to this? 
There's no structure currently defined. There's pieces of things that people can use, right? And so for a given example, you may have to meet certain compliance standards. You may follow a certain framework like NIST or uh, MITRE ATT&CK. Um, but I think what... How does a framework help us with the trusting It helps confidence? because, first of all, for two reasons. One, it gives you third-party validation that these controls are important. Second, we, we advocate is you're the security expert. You should be picking and choosing what the important metrics are, right? As a security professional in your organization, you should be telling the executives, the board, these are the top threats. These are the top risks. These are the top controls I've put in place to mitigate these risks. And here is how I exercise those controls and make sure they're in place uh, and not be passive about what the metrics are and really take the stand at here. Uh, let me give you confidence that I know what I'm doing and why these risks and really turn it into a risk management conversation as opposed to what are you doing not to get hacked conversation and allow them to make the decision of how much risk they can handle, how much budget they want to apply. But it's your job as a security professional in the organization to be very clear about what those risks and what those threats are. So the trust is you're not just the expert, you are drawing upon a body of expertise to validate your credibility within that executive suite. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is where some of these structures can help, right? Um, and saying, hey, here's the control in place because this is in the CIS top 20. These are the things that are most important to me because I'm worried about DDoS attack or insider threat. Whatever you deem the most important, you need to match that with those controls. And you can uh, borrow from those frameworks what are considered the best practice controls. So how does someone get started putting this all together and, and building this this trust and confidence in an organization? You say starting with the frameworks. Sure. And where do they go from there after they got the frameworks in? So I think you first have to start with, uh, you have to get out of your silo. That's the first thing, right? Security has traditionally kind of been siloed off under the CI organization. You have to get out of your silo and you start have to managing expectations and having this risk management conversation, right? It's no longer about, hey, your job is just don't get hacked, just pass compliance, you know, and don't ask for any Wait, money. Wait, that's not enough? And that's not Wait, enough. I thought I had this, this checklist. <laughs> I, I check off here, okay, don't get hacked. Yep. Uh, make sure I'm, you know... Uh, PCI compliant and make sure I'm I'm compliant with HIPAA and make sure I'm compliant with, with every other regulation that I've, you know, been coming across my day. Oh, GDPR, a, a GDPR, rather. I, I got to be compliant with that. And you mean there's more? There's more. You need to really, uh, and so that's really the first step is having that conversation of expectations around, you can't guarantee that we're never going to get hacked. This is a risk. Wait a minute, I want position. guarantees. I'm the executive. I'm telling and yep. I'm being satirical because this is right. what a lot of people are in the receiving end in, in the security profession. They're 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 going into the the, the proverbial, you know, Dilbert style uh, you know, boss and he walks in and say, I want you to give me a guarantee that we will not be hacked. Right. They and can't then, do that. And you have to ask them then how much are you how much do you want to invest? Right? Because this is a risk management conversation, right? And what is your risk tolerance? So I can tell you what the top threats are. I can tell you the recommended controls to put in place. And I can tell you how much you're going to need to invest. Too many people want to oversimplify the conversation. Well, I think it's a, by and large a simple conversation. We're very fortunate that we have like Richard Clark on our board. And he went out and did some research. Of, for those who don't know, I mean, yeah. I, he was obviously with the government. But just for those who sure. don't know who Richard know, Clark was. He has been in a couple of administrations. He's the author of several books on cyber war and the fifth domain. Uh, and a real thought leader in this area. But... And his partner went out and did uh, a lot of research and 
they found like, hey, there are there are organizations that are really, really hard to, to hack. And he found the number one indicator was that they had a unlimited budget that the CISO said, look, you have an issue, you have a threat, you let me know and get it to it. Or they had very high, very high budgets that were tied. So their percentage of IT spend for security was 10%, 12%, 16%. And so they had a enough influence in the organization to help them understand the risk. And if they want those kinds of guarantees, they laid out a very clear plan of here's here's what I need to put in place and this is how much it costs. Now, in your biographical information, I understand that you're a retired intelligence officer from the United States Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service to our country, you're by the welcome. way. Um, you're former director of information security as well in, in uh, corporations such as eBay um, and, and others, uh, PayPal. You were... Uh, you have a unique perspective. How does your military background guide your viewpoint on information security? What have you been able to draw upon from your military experience in, in terms of information security in communicating trust in military? Trust is incredibly important because lives depend on it. And, and how does that guide your thinking? There's a couple things that I draw on from my military experience. First is you know, a lot of structured thinking aspects of it, right? Definitely the mission of to defend something. Right when we talk about networks and we talk about defending terrain, I, I I use this analogy a lot in my presentations. I said, hey, when I was a lieutenant in the Marine Corps, the first thing they do when they teach you to defend something is walk the terrain, walk the terrain and understand where are the avenues of approach, where can you be attacked from, what are the best places for defend. That is not what happens in information security. Networks are built, security is an afterthought, and we're constantly playing catch up trying to understand the the thing that we have to defend. And this is kind of Red Seal's mission is to help you understand what you defend. You got to know yourself. You got to know the enemy. We're really focused on know yourself. Uh, and so that analogy has always stuck with me as I go around and talk to customers and prospects that they really struggle with this. They really don't know what they have. They really don't know what are the attack vectors. They really don't know if something's compromised, where can the attacker traverse to? And so I think that that's a large part of it. That, that expression, walk the terrain, mm-hmm. is such a, that, that's an easy to digest phrase. I mean, that, that just has a different meaning than saying, scan your network and, and you know, then right. you spew out a bunch of TLAs, right. three-letter acronyms. Walk the terrain. I mean, that's a very relatable phrase. Mm-hmm. So if you could give our listeners some advice, what are their actionable takeaways? Sure. So from the information security side, what we advocate is, Picking, like I said, first thing is figure out what your threats are, show the controls, show how you're doing that, constantly exercise those controls, right, and that you're proving it. Constantly bringing others into into organizations where I'm a big advocate of tabletop exercises, for example. Okay, why? What's a tabletop exercise for somebody who's never heard that phrase? Sure. For those not familiar with a tabletop exercise, you get a group of people together, you write action items that are going to happen on a three by five cards or stickies, and you put those situations on the table. And some of them can be very technical, right? There was a... Uh, there's an indicator of compromise. We think this thing is breached. But in this day and age, uh, because this is a board level issue, it's really important to bring in people like public relations, right? Bring in uh, legal. So examples that I talk about are, okay, we had a breach. Information was disclosed. Some of them were UK citizens. Some of them were in Texas. Okay, what is our legal obligation to disclose? under GDPR, under California state law, under this, and really helping the entire organization exercise it. Now turning to public relations. Now what are we going to do? 
right? Well, how are we going to craft that message? Who's going to be the spokesperson? What information does the technical people need to provide? These are really eye-opening exercises for the organizational whole and the importance of cybersecurity because this is this is the reality of the world we live in today. You know, there's a breach every week and you need to be prepared for it. Kurt, I want to thank you for your time today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. And if people listening want to follow you or get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure, you can uh, you can email me. Uh, email is very simple. It's uh, K-U-R-T, Kurt, at redseal.net. And Wait a minute, Kurt at redseal.net? That's it. That is easy. Very easy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy to happy to start the conversations, uh, and uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining our podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Information Security Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, you can listen to more from the Information Security Summit 2019 featuring keynotes and behind-the-scenes interviews with some of the Summit speakers by subscribing to the Information Security Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Or go to informationsecuritysummit.org. We'd like to give special thanks to our sponsors, ASMGI and Bright Skies. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay secure.